game. All righty. Well, good uh, good evening, everyone, and uh, and uh, welcome to the Foundations podcast. Uh, Pastor Paul and I are here, and we're we're a day early. I think we from last week. We normally come on Fridays. Or a day early to yes, this week. It's uh, Steve's birthday's coming up. Yeah, Woo! yeah. So we're gonna do something about yeah. do something about that. It's gonna but, be uh, sixty-five, right? <laughs> well, no, I thought it was seventy-three. But oh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you lying on there? I got you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fifty-nine. I'm pushing sixty. So anyway, but that's okay. Um, anyway, hopefully these will be my my best years. But um, anyway, uh, so tonight uh, podcast here, Foundations Podcast, folks, there is so much stuff going on in the world today. There is so much stuff going on right now as we're talking uh, in the news. You, I'm sure you've seen a lot of it, a lot of things happening, and um, this is all tying back, and we're going to tie it back to this, uh, this study that we're talking about, this book by Jonathan Kahn. What is it? Return, Return of the Gods, and then uh, uh, Heiser. What was his name again? It yeah, Michael Heiser. Michael Heiser and the, his book, The Unseen Realm. The Unseen Realm. And what we're doing is we started off talking about demonology, and uh, to understand uh, the 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 verse uh, in Ephesians chapter six says that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Pastor, but against what? Principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. Okay, so you got four pieces there. You got we wrestle not but against principalities, powers, um, rulers of the darkness of this world, and then spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, are these four different type of entities, or are we talking about a couple, or what are we talking well, about? Well, I think we're talking about different classes of authority. Okay. Uh, and, and one of the things that we see even in Jesus' uh, ministry when he talks about uh, the kingdom of Satan, it, it's not, the kingdom of Satan does not fight against itself. No. So, you know, you have these principalities and powers, uh, which are... Some, depending on what version you're using, rulers and authorities, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a counterpart to it. And uh, if we study Paul, uh, his view of the unseen realm uh, is that's the real war. Yeah. And of course, he mentions the other two classifications. And we could say, like, principalities are, are like those uh, that I would term like uh, Bell, Moloch. Astroff, okay. the powers are things that, that I would relate to rule the nations, yes. you know, such as the Prince of Greece, the ones that Daniel mentions. The Prince of Greece, the yeah. Prince, uh, Prince of Persia, those two, two in scriptures that it was mentioning. Now, a demon-possessed person, we don't want to get too much into this, but just kind of reiterate, a demon-possessed person, a principality does not enter a person. No. Well, you, another way to say it, it's, and this, once again, this gets into grammar, but maybe the easiest, simple way to say it is all those things that Paul mentioned in Ephesians 6, think of them in terms of 
angels. Angels. Uh, I, that, that wouldn't be the best way to describe it. Or demons. That, 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 or well, or no, whatever. Yeah. The, the demons are uh, the disembodied uh, spirits of the giants. Yes. Uh, the flood or the Nephilim. The, okay. uh, at least that's the concept of uh, the first temple uh, period. Uh, the, the, what were the, the apostles when they were writing uh, letters? You yes. Know, and, and, you know, the gospels and things like that. that would have been their view of the world that would have been their biblical worldview and uh, and uh, anyway so the, you could say it this way the principalities and powers have control over the demons mm -hmm. and, uh, and okay yeah but, but when we talk about uh, possessing a nation like Jonathan Kahn well, he's talking in that about sense it. of the word we're talking about a collective possession okay. not, not individually like the guy at the yeah, it's not like every person in America has a demon spirit. It's it's the, that the nation itself or a power is, I don't know, what do you want to say, influencing it? Yeah, it's well, it's, it's a blindness. Uh, it's a deception. It's uh, but it's more than just deception because it's on a wide scale, like a mass phenomena. Um, I mean, I, I think if you're watching this. Uh, tonight, mm -hmm. uh, and let, let's just say that you're at least 40 years of age, then you can remember a time in your adult or a life where life wasn't like what it is today. I mean, it, I would never oh, have yeah. thought at this never point, thought what was going on today yes, would happen. The world just went ago. mad. Uh, I, I was telling my son, it's like we're living in a twilight zone you know yeah it, it's you know but yet we can trace this back and uh, and we're going to do a little bit of that tonight, doing that tonight yeah on how this got started yeah so um yes and uh with what you, what you were saying there is that i i heard a few commentaries over the last couple of days saying that this whole trans movement happened like overnight just all of a sudden Boom! Well, I can, They're just throttling the door. Yeah, as far as it getting into what I call mainstream thought, um, I know exactly when it started, and I can pinpoint it back, and we, we may get a chance to talk about okay. that. At least uh, where I think it was released. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and we need to understand as well that uh, if, you, if you just study history, it's amazing if you have a, well, let's use uh, America. Uh, if you have a president, God recognizes his authority. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, they, this is a discussion. And depending on yes. what they say or do, uh, it can be documented how that influences a nation. Well, let's look at Israel. There were three types of leaders that influenced Israel. You had the prophet, mm -hmm. you had the king, and then you had the priest. Right. All three of those particular um, uh, people or roles or whatever you want to call it, they had to be anointed. Those were the ones that were anointed and, and established in Israel. And those were the ones that you had to listen to. Now, with that came authority and that uh, that authority uh, had a uh, well I mean I'm trying to think of the right word 
Um, well, let's just give some examples. Uh, you had Ahab in uh, Israel, yes. the, the ten nations. You know, and you had the the na when the uh, when Israel split into two different nations. You had Israel, uh, then you had uh, Judah, yeah. and uh, and then a king um, that was about as wicked as him, maybe more, was Manasseh um, in, in Judah. And, uh, and and if you look at what happened when they were king, they went after other gods, and it would it would appear the whole nation would go after other gods. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, maybe you get like Manasseh's uh, grandson, mm -hmm. uh, you know, becomes king. I think it's Josiah. And all of a sudden, there's a revival. Yes. Because he's a godly king. He's had a heart like David. Yeah. And, uh, and you see this flip-flopping. By the way, you see this in the judges as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and so somebody said, well, how can people be so fickle? Well, when you begin to worship, and this is a term that we may look at tonight, the host of heaven, yeah. that is you worship these entities, these principalities and powers, uh, and they appear in different forms. Mm -hmm. um, then there seems to be an influence or a, and, and Jonathan Kahn uses the word possession. A possession. A possession of a nation. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so what we're seeing today is the result of some very interesting things. Uh, and once again, Jonathan Kahn, Return of the Gods, he's talking about that which has happened to America. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you agree with Jonathan Kahn's assessment of this or not, uh, it, is, it is. It's like Michael Heiser's The Unseen Rim, mm -hmm. um, and and I don't have any problem with it because I believe it's the, it's the for the better sake of the word the invisible war. Yes, the war in the spirit. The war in the spirit. But if you don't like that particular one, well, then if you just want to take that aside and say, well, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Well, then you just look at Scripture, and you could go to Romans chapter 1 mm -hmm. and, and talk about the progression of what happens when we get under the wrath of God or the abandonment judgment of God and uh, and what happens in a nation. And, and if you can't read Romans 1 starting in verse 18 all the way through 32 mm -hmm. and not see that we as a nation and in many parts of the world are under that wrath, uh, then I don't know what would convince you. Yeah. Well, uh, unless you want to put your head in the sand or you want to just try to deny things. Um, okay, so let, let's talk about, okay, in the book, again, let's just, we're, we're giving credit what credit's due. Jonathan Kahn wrote a book, he's called Return of the Gods. And you can find it, you can get it on, I got it on my Kindle. Uh, we also have the audio copy, and or the Audible, I got it from Audible. Anyway, and uh, you, there's a hard co cover, I believe, as well. You can purchase that at any bookstore, yes. or, or, you know, Christian bookstore, Amazon. If you have the uh, Logos uh, Bible software, mm -hmm. you can purchase Jonathan Kahn's book uh, uh, there. Yeah, and, uh, and he's not giving us any any uh, kudos or any no, money Logos or anything to any, book. By the way, if Logos employees are watching this and you'd like to sponsor our ministry, we are a 501c yeah. uh, company, and we would be glad to... Uh, to uh, receive that but we're not being sponsored by it no we're not <laughs> okay we're not okay in the book um in his book what he does is he compares the united states of america to 
uh, Israel. Israel was overtaken during the Old Testament with gods. They served Baal. They served, I believe, they served uh, Molech. They made their, as God's God, as the Bible said, they made their children to pass through the fire to Molech. Uh, Ashtaroth, that's another one, or Ishtar, there's a couple of names for her, uh, or him. It's, it's kind of interchangeable on that. We, last week, we talked about the Dark Trinity. The, the Dark Trinity are as follows. And I'm trying to do this for the sake of if you're taking notes, if you want to write this down, or what have you. Uh, there are three gods that were influential during that period. One was Baal, and we're gonna, and we're gonna just gonna call the name Baal. If you're a scholar and want to refute what we're saying, uh, go, have at it, buddy. Enjoy it. We're calling them Baal. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing, the other one is Moloch, and then the third one is Ashtaroth. Uh, or Ishtar, there's two different types of, na uh, of names that they call this particular uh, god, goddess, god, god, I mean male-female flow. Now, Jonathan Kahn's premise is that, oh come on, premise, but what he's talking about is that once Jesus came, now they were all being absorbed with the, the, the demonic influences, and again, we, I don't want to go too much through this. We've already hashed this out. When they like, they had the Moloch image, they'd have holes in it. They would pray and dedicate it. That they believed that the gods would inhabit these images. Well, we know we know for a fact, as, a, as according to Psalms, I think it was Psalms and Deuteronomy, uh, that the, they were worshiping demons. These were demonic spirits that they were actually having to deal with behind the gods. So every one of these three gods have demonic forces, or as we've been talking about, powers, uh, what have you, behind them that affected the nation of Israel. Now, uh, what happened when the gospel came, the gospel actually broke its power. And when Jesus came, he died on the cross, Christianity spread and all that. His premise within the book is that that kind of kicked out these gods and broke, the broke the spell. And especially now, when we're talking about the nation or the United States pastor, we're talking about a nation whose laws and all that were built upon Judeo-Christian principles. Yes. Now, I have a lot of people today, I had a lot of people come, oh, uh, you're saying, okay, the term Christian nationalism, okay? This is being bandied about a lot today, Christian nationalism, in that everybody's saying that this nation is a Christian nation. Now let me ask you that question. Is the United States a Christian nation? Uh, I would say yes and no. I mean, if you're saying was it founded upon a biblical worldview, yes. Has it fallen away from that? Yes. Uh, let me read this. This is in his book. Uh, this is actually, a, a, this is probably page 29 uh, in The Return of the Gods. And this is what he said right here. Um, he said, America was established after the pattern of ancient Israel. 
in his founding days, the Puritan leader John Winthrop gave the new civilization a charge based on Moses' charge to the Israelites. He said, if it, this is what he said, if, if, if America followed the ways of God, he said it would become the most blessed, prosperous, and powerful of civilizations. But he also gave a prophetic warning that if our hearts shall turn away so that we will not obey, but shall be seduced and worship. Uh, and serve other gods our pleasure and profits and serve them we shall surely perish and uh, and anyway uh, it's amazing that that even in the early days of the you know we're, we're talking we're talking about Puritan leaders we're talking about people these were Christian men yes uh, the, the, they, they warned they were warned against turning away to God to other gods even then but he makes it very. Uh, he made the connection between ancient Israel and uh, in, in America, and so yes, our country was uh, founded uh, upon a, a biblical world. Yeah, a biblical worldview. Yes. I know a lot of people bring in the Mason, Freemasonry, and some oh, of that, yeah, and all that. And we're not going to address that here today. No. Uh, there are problems with that, but. Well, well they, they, they also uh, get after, well, who was uh, uh, Jefferson? About owning slaves and stuff like this. Yeah, there, there, there were a lot of things that weren't right. I mean, yeah, they, you don't, don't look at the framers of the Constitution and, uh, and look at them through some kind of lens of they must be a bunch of perfect people. They were human people just like we are. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, they were, they were people who had problems. Uh, another way to say this, and and and, I, and then while well, this this is just a good example, I am not a fan of the NIV, no. uh, but a lot of people have brought up the fact that someone on their uh, committee for translations was gay. Okay. Um, I'm sure that all those translators, <laughs> there might have been a lot of people that had problems that was not known at the time, uh, but that doesn't discredit the work that was done. Now, yeah. I am not a, a fan of the NIV, not because of that. I am not a fan of any translation. It's not a word for word. Yeah, it's a word for thought. But and yes, in, in America, the, the Constitution, push. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not reading. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're reading not, a, you're not talking about perfect words. men, but they had a biblical worldview. That's my yes. point. And, uh, and all our laws, all, even to yes. this day, are still based on the civil uh, law in the uh, you know in the old in the Old Testament. Old Testament. Well, the Ten Commandments too. You know, and th that's the thing is that if we go all the way back, Pastor, help 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 me paint a picture of way back when when we were established and founded as a nation. They came here to seek a better life. They came here because of uh, they wanted to break away. They wanted to be able to serve God. They uh, you know okay that's fine. But when they started having classes and kids, the children would learn to read by reading the Bible. Yes, reading the Bible. They honored the Ten Commandments at that time. They, I mean, that was very important to them from, from my, uh, our understanding. And um, they prayed. Yes, prayed, read the Bible uh, every day. Uh, I mean, this went on. All the way until I was in a second grade. Yes, I mean, <laughs> so, I, I, we were kids in yeah, school before this. This is nineteen seventy. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we're talking about this has been a while. Uh, but but you know, yes, uh, 
Webster's, uh, an original Webster's dictionary is filled with scripture and it references things. It references biblical passages on how something can be used. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, and so was our country founded on a biblical premise? Yeah. Of course it was. So the question then, I guess, is... Well, was know, it Christian? Well, yeah, well, it, it certainly wasn't worshiping these other gods. No, uh, it, you know. it, no, it understood, understood. But you see, here's the thing. This, this Christian nationalism here, well, I think we're not going to get into that tonight. But I want to kind of put that aside because we need to take a look at this. Christian nationalism. JP, remind me because anyway, you know, my, my, my mind. Anyway, but we, we need to take a look at that because that is being bandied about that's being accused of. A lot of people are Christian nationalists here in this country and all that. We'll deal with that later. But the thing is, is that they, they, they wanted freedom of religion. Okay. That's that's one of the... And I think that uh, basically, isn't that uh, uh, outlined in the Constitution? Freedom of religion? Uh, yes, it is. But, you know, once again, context is everything. What do they mean by freedom of religion? Yeah. They meant the freedom to worship Yahweh. Yeah. And, uh, and not have a, a king to dictate how that would occur. Yeah, it's just like when we look at the Bible and we go back and talk about the texture, the context, and all that. We really have to look at the founders in the context of what was going on then. Their mindset was on God. They, they weren't uh, over there uh, worshiping a, a, a polytheism or, or a ton of gods. Or well, they, they believed in Yahweh. Well, they certainly wouldn't Serving worshiping God. Allah or Buddha or anything of that nature. That's yeah. not the context of the argument. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing how people will look at the Constitution and look at it through the lens of 2023. No, we look at it through the lens of the 1700s. Yes. Uh, and, and that's how we look at it. Um, but, uh, but, but the point is, uh, the gospel, uh, Jesus dying on a cross, being yes. raised from the dead, yes. Uh, ascending to heaven. Before he does that, he commissions his his apostles uh, to to not just go into uh, Israel with the gospel, mm -hmm. but but to go all over the world. And of course, it took persecution for them finally. In fact, this was a thought that I had there. earlier today. I'll run this past you. It's, it's amazing uh, that Paul the apostle is probably the most influential apostle to spread the message yeah. to the West. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and he's the, considered the apostle to the Gentiles. But I, well, this is what I thought. It was actually his persecution of the church uh -huh. uh, that resulted that in the stoning of Stephen that, that caused them to scatter. Yeah. So God used him in the sense of, not that he sanctioned it, but he used him uh, to accomplish the purpose of getting these people to be spread out. And then he gets to encounter the risen Christ, and then go take the gospel yeah, and spread right, it out. Most of the it's New like he's, he's on both sides of the issue. He's yeah. part of the reason they scattered, and then he's a part of the scattered. It's it's amazing. Well, and the thing is that, that that shows us that everything that we consider bad, they say, "Oh man, how negative, how bad the persecution." Well, the thing is, is it got them out of their comfort zone, spread them out, and that gospel spread all over the world. And, and what it did, and especially if we relate to the West, it broke the power 
of Baal yes. and Moloch and all of those uh, gods, all of that influence. And then we have missionary results has been going on yeah. for over 200 years or longer. And what have they done? They went into other historic places like Africa, India, yeah. uh, well, all over the world. I mean, uh, into uh, what, what, even to China uh, until the doors kind of got closed on them. Uh, but, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is what did they do? They brought the gospel there. And everywhere they brought the gospel, they encountered demonization among people. Yes. They had to deal with that. But the gods that they worship, and of course, animistic worship, uh, yeah, Baal, Moloch, and Ashtar uh, from behind that. Look at the Mayans. They're sitting there offering human sacrifices. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what they do. They just take on different names wherever they go. Yes. Uh, we're using the biblical names that are that are used in, in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. but but what I'm saying is that the gospel, every place the gospel is touched, what happens? It breaks the power of yes. those principalities and powers that yes. are there. What what's going on now is a a country that was founded on a biblical worldview that has been responsible for multitudes of, of, of missionaries mm -hmm. from all different type of, of, of Christian organizations to evangelize the, the world, world has lost its own soul. Yes. And and I'm not saying we can't get it back. I'm, I'm just, I'm saying the very gospel that came from this country uh, based on the gospel of Jesus Christ that broke the power of the serpent and, and all the things he was doing in this world uh, somehow or another, we have apostatized as a nation. Yes, as a nation. That doesn't mean that you personally have. No, but, 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 but what I'm saying is, is and that's why you yeah. see what you see. I mean, yeah. you see, that's why I said, it seems like we're living in the twilight zone. Things have accelerated to a point uh, that it's hard to remember what it was like even five years ago. Yeah. Now, okay, so... Um, Okay, so with, uh, what, what Jonathan Cobb was talking about is that that, so we have a nation, the United States, and basically what, what has happened is, is that uh, we read that verse about when a demon goes out of a person, and it goes and looks around the low places and the dry places and all this, and that when he comes back and he sees that the place he was that he came from or where he was possessing was swept and clean, then he goes and brings seven more demon spirits with him, worse off than you know, more evil than himself, and he brings them back and they repossess that particular person or what have you. Now the analogy, Pastor, that's being made here is this. The United States was going well. You did run well in Ephesians. I think it's Ephesians. Or is it Galatians? Galatians, Galatians. yeah, okay. And he said, uh, but uh, anyway. And the thing happened was that then uh, it was swept and clean. And so the first of these gods or these demonic forces behind the gods named Baal, came and began to 
wreak havoc on the United States. So we're going to take you through a journey. Right, and Pastor, I, I appreciate that you you put together a list of all the different uh, occurrences, and what we want to do is we want to go over that. Baal is called the either the possessor uh, or the destroyer or what have you. He, to, to me, according to this particular analogy that we're talking about sweeping, he's a sweeper. He's the he's the the one who has the broom in his hand. And he's going to sweep and clear every, every um, connection to God out of this country. And we're going to talk about history now. We're going to go back in time. We're going to talk about and show you through, there was a systematic approach to this. Where this particular demonic force behind Baal, the God came to the United States to clean house. And that which means that it's going to rid this of any tie to God. Now let's go back, Pastor. You have a list there. Let's let's go back in time. And uh, is it the early 60s? I think that's Well, the actually, I start in uh, 1960. These are just some parallels. These are things that happened. Okay. Um, we talk about the 1960s being a sexual revolution. A rev yeah, yeah. Rev yeah, revolution. Um, in 1960, uh, Kennedy was elected uh, president of the, United Kennedy. Yeah, mm -hmm. of the United States. And uh, what what what's interesting about this? Just like you had uh, King Manasseh, King Ahab, or King Josiah. Mm -hmm. If you're godly, it's amazing what happens. If you're wicked, it's amazing what happens in a nation. Yes. John Kennedy, no matter what you think about John Kennedy, I'm not trying to, 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 to put dirt on his grave, so to speak, but he was immoral. Yes. Uh, that well, is he comes what, from a family of that. His yeah, father he, brought in what we know as Irish whiskey. Yeah, well, I mean, but, but, but when I say he's immoral, he had sex with all kinds of women. Yes. Uh, this was a problem of his. He did this while he was president, too. Um and, uh, and so, I, I, you know, what I find interesting is that we begin this new decade with a president that is immoral. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people didn't know this at the time, but we know this now, mm -hmm. for sure. It and, was more uh, prevalent. Now, are you telling, trying to tell me that there were no other presidents before him that were messing around? Well, I'm not saying that there wasn't. I'm sure there were. Uh, I mean, men will be men. Well, uh, but, uh, there's but, all sorts of stories. But anyway, I want to get But, but the again. point of it is, is that the biblical worldview was already breaking down. Yes. By the time we got here, you get a leader that is immoral, then all of a sudden you get a sexual revolution that starts. And, of course, you have the Marilyn Monroe. Those things were being spoken of then. Well, it was okay. right out in the open. I mean, she was out in front of everybody singing a happy birthday to this guy. Yeah, so th this seems to start something. Uh, well, anyway, let's go through. In 1963, we have two, ev uh, uh, two events that are very uh, profound. First of all, we have the Supreme Court that take prayer and the Word of God out of schools. Now, it took a while for this to manifest in every school around the nation. Yes. Like I said, I was in a second grade, I think, in 1971, and we were still doing it when it got yeah, stopped. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's because we were in Texas. Okay. <laughs> the 
the Bible but, Belt. It probably it, took longer yeah. in the Bible Belt. But in 1963, uh, we also had another event. President Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Why I think that's important, he was assassinated in Dallas, Texas, is because, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. 1964, we've got four gay people. This is uh, this was uh, very, very profound. By the way, we had something I think also it happened in 1969. Yeah. But this is 1964. Four gay people uh, protested, and I believe this was in New York. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it was a psych uh, psychiatrist meeting. And a particular psychiatrist was giving a, 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 a lecture over the idea that homosexuality was a mental illness. That's how they used to look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, and these four gay uh, people. They protested. Uh, I believe one was a lesbian, the other two were gay, four gay men. Yeah. And they protested that. That was, that was big because, see, if you were gay, you were kind of still in the closet. Yeah, at that time, there this, was. This was yeah. no, they got the main papers. This was. This was big. 1973, we had the Supreme Court uh, ruling in favor, you know, the in the Roe versus, versus Wade, Wade uh, in favor of legalizing abortion. Yeah. We end up getting 50 plus million uh, aborted babies from that time to basically now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then I found, well, let's let's just put before that in 1969, we have an openly Gay uh, 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 march. Now, this the, the, this is what they call the Stonewall yeah. riots out yeah. of New York. You know, one thing I just want to kind of interject there, Pastor Jonathan Kahn talks about that that New York City, New York seems to be a gateway to the United States. Well, you know, you think about it. It's Ellis Island, I believe. Yes, that's where almost anyone, if you go back to anywhere from fifty. The late 1500s to well into the 1800s, if you came from another country, that's pretty much how you got here. If you came from Europe uh, or, 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 or the Asian countries, I mean, you came into Ellis Island mm -hmm. uh, right there in, uh, in in New York. I mean, that, that was, it, it does appear the gateway. And then, like I said, the 1969, we have this first uh, openly uh, Gay March uh, mm -hmm. in, in New York City, uh, 1973. Once again, the abortion. I skip and fast forward. There are some events between 73 and 1980. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, please don't turn us off. Ronald Reagan was elected president in 1980. Yeah. And what happened under his presidency? Uh, witchcraft was released in this nation. Yes. We know uh, that Ronald Reagan consulted on a regular basis psychics. Yes, he did. That is the occult. Yeah. That is witchcraft. Okay? Uh, I'm not talking politics now. I'm talking, talking, about, the talking about the Yes. It, when we're talking about the leaders of the country, again, keep in mind that the, the there is an authority for the country yes. given to these leaders. When they do things, certain things, certain events, certain things that they do could, can really release things upon, well, you know, I think you were comparing it before, and I think I want, I want to reiterate it so it kind of ties your mind into this, like Manasseh, and you're talking about all these others in Israel, that they brought evil upon the nation, they brought, and then everybody followed them. Yeah, they, they just follow, and then you get his grandson in, in, in 
bringing reforms, they find the law that had been hidden, yeah. they read it, they got repentance, uh, and all of a sudden now the, the country is going in a godly way. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm not saying someone like Ronald Reagan purposely did this. I'm saying he was the president of the United, of the United States that carries authority. Yes. What we do know is he consulted during his administration psychics. Psychics, absolutely. Uh, and be, and you cannot dismiss witchcraft was fueled and energized in this country from that point on. Yeah. Uh, you have 1988, George Bush Sr. Uh, was elected. And what did he start to promote? The New World Order. Yes, and uh, and if you're not aware of that, that is steeped in the occult. Um, yes, and, and so you see all kinds of occultic behavior. Yeah, I wonder about the spirit of Antichrist. Yes, very it's much. Yeah, the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah, is very much in that. 1992, uh, Bill Clinton was elected president, and and, uh, and and once again, what does he do? He gets involved with Monica Lewinsky, at least. That one we know about, yeah. and that's where we get into the issue of, uh, if you have kids watching, you may want to tell them to step away. Uh, we get into oral sex, and we get into the ideal of that he makes this kind of idiotic statement that oral sex isn't sex. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 that, but, well, you, you see a release of that, and I'm, I don't want to kind of bark at this, but you see a release of this in the media, in Hollywood. Yeah. On movies and television and all this, you're all, you're all going. People are going, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like it released it into our society. By yeah. the way, there is a Greek word that is attached to this concept. It's called akathrasia. Uh, it's used to uh, be interpreted as uh, uh, impurity, uncleanness. It is the word that Paul used in Romans one twenty-four through twenty-six when it says God gave them up to uncleanness as Agathrasia and what is the, the context of that homosexual sex and it, 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 by the way it's the only place in the whole entire Bible where the, the subject of women with women is ever used mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and it's a shock to him and, and by the way the homosexual behavior in Romans 1 is not how do I say this it's men who suppress the truth that brings the wrath of God the sign or symptom that you're under that wrath is homosexual behavior. And it's not in just meeting somebody. It's when it becomes prevalent in, in society. Uh, um, and, and so, I, you know, I, I'm, you, I'm wondering if we should, what you're talking about, the thing that Bill Clinton released, Yes. Well, that was just that is a leaning towards because here's it's the thing. already going that direction. Yeah, it's already going that direction, but that is prevalent amongst the homosexual well, community. Think I'm about just going to say it. I'm not going to go any further. Well, just think about Bill Clinton. Let's just put it in this perspective right here. He also passed the Defense of Marriage Act. Yes. Yet he's Did immoral. You yeah, he's immoral. Yes. And whether he is today or not, I don't know. I'm just saying what he did. Um, and he did it while he was president. It's, it's not so much what they do when they're not president. It's what they do when they are. When they are president. Or yeah. if they're doing it, well, I'll bring out something here. Obama was elected in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, and under his administration, guess what's passed? Same-sex Same marriage. Same-sex marriage. By the Supreme Under Court. Obama. By the way, he pushed it. 
he pushed it, and it got passed. Uh, in 2016, Donald Trump was elected, uh, and what has happened since he got elected, the transsexual movement has now, just busted Pastor, out. Pastor, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to dig in a little bit on the, the occurrence of what Donald Trump, now, I know a lot of people, probably a lot of our listeners are, oh, Trump, you know, he's coming back up. For hey, life. I voted for Donald Trump twice, yeah. so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yeah. These are just facts. Donald Trump, when he was running for president yes. uh, during the primaries, and they asked him about this bathroom thing based on Target, and said, well, what do you think about this? And he said, let them use whatever bathroom they want to. I've got more important things to deal with. Guess what? The candidate Donald Trump became the president Donald Trump. Yes. And when he did that, what have we had since 2016? We've had fights. We've had all sorts of things in, in about uh, the bathroom usage. That was just the start. That's just the start of it. And the transsexual movement now is being spoken of as if it is a normal behavior. And uh, and I, w I want to be on record right here. Transsexual behavior is a mental illness. Yes. It, it may even be a sign of demonization. I don't know. Well, well, but I know this well, is well, not seen, some of the, uh, You know, the thing is, is that uh, we could play you some videos. There's some videos of people. There's one uh, one of the, uh, um, what was her name? I, I can't remember, but one of the uh, politicians, Congress, sitting out there, we like trans people, we like trans people, we love trans people. And she just went on. She was just there. I mean, it looked like she was having a nutty, a nutty fit. and But she was kind of doing that, and I'm over here going, whoa. You know, and, and they're making fun of her on TV, too, uh, by the way. You know, it makes but, you wonder what Paul the Apostle would do. Would he treat this woman in this House of Congress, would he treat her like he did that one government official and like Elamus and strike them blind for a season? Mm -hmm. Or would he treat them like the, uh, the psychic not psychic, the fortune teller there in Acts 16 and cast out a cast out the devil. Yeah. It makes you wonder, where are the men of God in the House of Congress that can take the statement when Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, go in that authority and make disciples out of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you teaching. and lo I am with you to the end of the age. Yeah, but teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded How you. How did Paul take It's not just commission? preaching the gospel about getting people saved. Jesus well, loves how did, you. How did Peter do it? How did Philip do it? They, I mean, there's, there's the casting out of demons primarily through the preaching of the gospel. This yes. happens. But what I'm saying is, where are the godly men and women in the houses of Congress in Washington that can get a burden in them yes. to deal with this, if nothing else, in prayer? Maybe they're like Fox News and they're just going to compromise and just let it roll. Yeah, I mean, well, why hasn't someone come up to her and invoked the name of Jesus and shut that down? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, JP sent me a video back a ways ago about... And, and this has to do with the uh, the pronouns, the woke pronouns. And some uh, uh, some congressman, I guess he, he didn't believe in all that, went in uh, to this college. And the, they, I mean, 
if you would look at what they, this one spit at him, stood on a table and spit at him. And I'm over here going, this person's possessed. Yes. Sam I mean, Smith. Okay, I'm going to get me started. It, 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 Sam it, it, Smith, this is the dude that went and did a uh, demonic uh, uh, thing on the Grammys this last, this last year, right? So he does this thing. He has a song called Unholy. And the other day, he, he, he was, uh, <laughs> which I, I, I found a little humorous, he was in the middle of a concert, huge concert. He was in there, and I'm not sure if he was singing that song or not. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise me. The lights went down. He turned all the lights off, and this dude can't sing anymore. And the, the people were sitting there in the dark, cre getting creeped out for a half hour until they finally came and told him they're going to have to let him go because they can't continue. They, the, so his voice was struck. And this, this is the man that calls himself they. Pronoun they. And I said, well, yeah, probably makes sense. Probably legion. Well, yeah, this is, I mean, this is nuts is what it is. And, 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 and I'm going to give you my opinion about this. Why has this been prevalent? Uh, I can mention every one of these presidents and everything like that, but if the church was what the church should be from 1960 to this point, I don't think much of this would have hurt us that much. No. Another way to say it is if the church... And I'll use that. I realize the word church is not used in this context, but synagogue worship, temple worship was the way it should have been. And you'd have had prophets in the land, and you'd have had priests that would worship Yahweh. It don't matter whether Manasseh, or Manasseh, or or you've got Ahab as king. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have a rise of the prophets of Baal if you have godly people. Hey, Elijah took down the prophets of Baal in Ahab's. Uh, administration. Yes, he did. So so Baal here has infiltrated. Now, Pastor, do you have a few more on your list there? I mean, we, were, we went to, we got Obama bringing in gay marriage. We have Donald Trump saying, I'll let them go to whatever whatever bathroom they want to go. And you guys said, well, you bad mouth them. Well, I'm going to tell you what. These are it's just... that authority speaking. Yeah, when you, when you, uh, I'll just use a term I heard years ago, when you voice activate something uh, and you are the authority doing it, it, here's a good way to say it. If you are Isaac or you're Abraham or you're Jacob mm -hmm. and you are uh, giving a, a prophetic, you're laying your hands on your, your children yeah. and you're giving a prophetic utterance, and that's what it basically was. It's a blessing or sometimes a curse. Mm -hmm. The Bible says those who are irrevocable yeah. Why? Because they're the authority. They're irrevocable. When when Jacob gave the blessing, uh, or, or he, Isaac gave the blessing to Jacob rather than to Esau, he could not you take it back. back. Yeah. And so when you are an authority, and this is true, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, and, and you're speaking things that are against the knowledge of God, I don't care for whatever purpose or reason you're doing it. It's irrevocable. And uh, and so when Donald Trump said what he said, if he would have never been, if he would not have won the election, it might not have mattered. Yeah. But he did he win the election, and he president. said it while running for president. And when he did that, it became irrevocable. And so now what started out as, 
a bathroom issue. We have drag queens showing up in churches. Yeah. Churches, churches Christian churches. churches. Nice. They're we, reading storybooks to kids. We have them coming to schools. Giving lap dances to ninth yeah, grade Going students. to libraries. These are, by the way, these are, these are supported by my taxes. And, uh, and they're coming into libraries and having story time with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Susie, you know. <laughs> I say it, it's and, true. And, and, it, you know, it's true. But the, the thing is, is that. And you, and, and you have educated people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have educated people. You even have some people who claim to be Christian. You, you and they're just sitting they're, over there. What, 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 educated? Where is educated? Going? Where did their mentality go? I mean, it's like they all gone crazy. And then we have this, uh, what, the Los Angeles Dodgers decide yeah. to go completely woke. And, uh, and, 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 and that, that created well, that, that, There's one of them, the and I'm just trying to find the name of this person. It was one of the... Players, man, they he he was going to stand up for Christianity and he was Christian and all this. One day, the next day, they got him before all of these uh, uh, reporters. Uh, this re apologizing and he said, "I've told my team, I'm sorry," and all this type and just breaking down. The man looked so scared. I to me, uh, to me, this is somebody that was his life, maybe even his family was threatened. I mean, he was that terrified. Well, we talk about the possession of a nation by these entities, uh, well, especially Bell, yeah. to begin with. Um, and if you don't, he's typified as a calf or a bull. A bull. Yeah. I mean, what sits in front of the New York Stock Exchange? Yeah. A bull. It's a bull. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, it's amazing. By the way, that Jonathan Kahn talks about all that. Yes, book. he does. He talks about and, it. Uh, but but, but you talk about a, a possession of a nation. Uh, and, 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 and like I said, I'm not trying to be cruel by saying this, but uh, Amy Grant has experienced this phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, and that a lot of churches have experienced. And what has she done? She has celebrated. She has made it very public uh, that she supports same-sex marriage. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got another one that's borderline on this, and that's that um, other singer, and I can't think of her name right now, the young one. Oh, you're talking about Lauren Daigle? Da Daigle. Uh, you know, she's going down the same road. Well, uh, I got friends. I have family. You know, uh, you know, and Pastor, I'm just going to throw this out. I'm not giving names or anything, but I was talking to a gentleman the other day. He's Christian. We, you know, good friends. But anyway, and, I, and we were talking about, you know, he says, we're talking about a stance on on the homosexuality and this type of thing, and I and I asked him a question. I said, "What are you going to do when you're? What would you you do if your daughter or your son came up to you and said, i 'I've decided that I'm gay, and I'm going to go ahead and marry somebody else. I want you to be at my wedding.'" I said, "How? What are you going to do? Are you going to that wedding? Are you going to support them?" Or what? And he looked at me and he said, that is one of the hardest questions. I had never thought about this. This is one of the hardest questions that I give. Because the thing here is, is this is where it's going to get. To where you're going to have to make a decision. And the thing is, is that are you going to support it? And this is what Fox News, I'm sorry, you say, what the Fox News? Well, I listen to some Fox News, don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you what, when they have... Um, they have transgender 
correspondence. They have gay correspondence and, and all this, and they support that, and they this they they play footsie with all of them. Don't tell me that they're a Christian network. No, of course not. Uh, and you know, and this is the, the this but, is but, this yeah. is going to sound insensitive. Yeah. I don't know what's hard about it. You with your friend. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. No. But, but, just, but, and, yeah. and like I said, I don't know what's hard about it. It's a simple thing. Whatever you celebrate, you affirm. Whatever you affirm, you approve, and uh, and you will stand before a holy God one day. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know, and, and Jesus, that's, that's uh, he's the same one who said, uh, "If you love your father or mother more than me, you're not worthy of me." Uh, you have to make choices. Everyone yeah. who accepted Jesus, remember, we're talking about in Israel. Every it would have been every Jew, every Jew in, in, in Israel that would 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 accept him as Messiah. Yeah, would be ostracized by their family because they would have been looked at as worshiping something. Well, other that, than that even happens today, Pastor. I, I've heard I've heard testimonies from Jewish individuals who said that they were going to accept Jesus, and they have been shunned. Shun. Well, if you're living in, in the Islamic world of Iran and you accept oh, Jesus, and a lot of people are, you do it at the risk of your own life. Yeah. Uh, so when you're talking about in terms of what would you do if your child went into homosexual behavior, do you go to their wedding? No, you do not. No. Because you would affirm it. You, yeah, would, you cannot you affirm would, uh, that. Yeah, and, and by the way, I have a, a granddaughter uh, that, that married a woman. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to her wedding. Uh, and so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I understand that. By the way, I went hard. I, I, I'm not saying I didn't well, lie. I, didn't li I, I, was, I was irritated that I could not celebrate uh, a part of her life where she's getting married. Uh, I was not even given them an invitation because they knew what my stance yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, now, my other granddaughter is getting married to a man, and, of course, I have been given an invitation, and I will go. Uh, and it, it's it's going to be a very uncomfortable world uh, when I go down there. Because, because why didn't you come to ours and you came? You're coming well, to theirs. I'll be, going to get into I'll be speaking truth to lies. Yeah. And uh, and you know and probably this Romans one. You don't like doing it, but but you don't have any choice. It, either you love God or you don't. Yeah. Either you're faithful to Him or you're not. Yeah. And no one said it didn't come with a price. Nobody said that it wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, well, and you think about this. When, when Tyndale was sitting there, they, they, were, they were tied him to whatever stake they were doing, and they were going to burn him to death. Yeah, because he translated the Latin scripture into German. Yeah. What do you think? This, 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 these are the kind of men that gave their lives so that you and I would be able to read the word of God. Yeah, so, you know, is this a hard decision? No, it's not a hard. It may be a painful one. Maybe yeah. he just maybe that he just didn't get the right words. But it's a painful decision. But but you know it it's 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 no different for anyone anywhere in the world that has to make a decision for Christ. Yeah. And it means your whole family shuns you or your family might kill you um, because of that decision depending on where, depending on where you're at. Yeah. I mean, if you're in China and certain parts of Russia, you, it might cost you your life. Yeah. Uh, 
and th yeah. there are a lot of people who have given their lives. Uh, I mean, every one of the disciples. What do you think when Paul was getting ready there to go, he had written all of that, and they were getting ready to, to cart him off over, and he knew that he was going to lose his head. They were going to cut his head off. How about Peter, who said he, about, I, the, the, the tradition says that he said that he was not worthy to be crucified. Yeah. In the same manner as Christ. Yeah, it's different. So, you know, yeah, it's it's really, really hard yeah. uh, to, I, I guess you have, that's one of the values of understanding history. That's one of the values of reading the Bible yeah. uh, and, and seeing the reality of what, of, of what it means. Uh, well, I, well, Luke 9.23, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever would seek to save his life will lose it. Whoever would lose his life for my sake will gain it. And what advantage would it be, Amy Grant, if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Or what would you give in exchange for your soul? And I'm not trying to be ugly to Amy Grant. Amy Grant, if you're listening to this, I'm calling you to repentance. Yeah. I'm calling you back to your historic Christian biblical worldview. And, and, I, and I implore you before it's too late. To get right with God, yeah, and you know it's Amy Grant, but there, there are so, how many churches have turned? How many churches have said, "Well, we'll go ahead and let them come to church. We'll let them come to church, and but we're not going to say a thing about it. We're not going to preach about it, so that they can feel comfortable. We want them to feel comfortable here." And I tell you what, that statement right there is something. You want them to feel comfortable in your church? No. I mean, what, what about if that man, a man and a woman were over there uh, having, uh, uh, committing adultery or, or somebody was a pedophile or a murderer? You want them to feel comfortable in your church. Well, let's just put it, if they can come to church, and I'm not saying, and, and they can never feel any conviction, there's nothing that ever challenges that. And assuming that they don't even say anything about it, you don't know it. Yeah. Uh, there ought to be a conviction. I'll give an example here, and I know our time is just about up. Yeah. Uh, when I had a gentleman, him and him, who I thought was his wife, Okay. Uh, they had two kids together, and they started attending our services, and I happened to be uh, teaching through the book of Romans on uh, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they were coming on the Sunday morning, the Sunday night, and the Wednesday. I, I, you just make assumption. Like I tell people, we don't say, hey, I need to check your, uh, your uh, marriage license at the door. Yeah, no, we don't do that. You know, we just assume. Um, and so in the, in the teaching of that, um, something that I had said in Romans, you know, in the first couple of chapters, it's a little rough. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, because he basically just concludes that all everyone's under sin, all of sin. Yeah. You know, so whether you're Jew or Gentile, whoever you are, and uh, and and anyway, and so he comes to me on a Sunday morning, he says, Pastor, I need to I need to talk to you, and I noticed his wife wasn't there, and uh, and so apparently that has some discussions and all. Okay. And uh, and. Uh, and he said, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. And he looks at me and he said, uh, and he put his head down. And he said, well, you know, so-and-so, uh, and I won't mention her name, but uh, we're actually not married. We've been together for the last seven years. Yeah. We've been living together. We have two kids together. And, uh, you know, and I can see conviction was on. 
He said, what should I do? And I said, well, you need to get married. <laughs> I said, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. assuming you love her. You want to, you know, y'all have already created two children together. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, y'all get a marriage license and, uh, and, and I'll marry you. Yeah. And he said, well, I wanted to marry her, but she won't. And I said, "Well, then you don't." And I and I did I did this without batting an eye. Yeah. And I said, "Well, then mm -hmm. you're going to need to move out, and uh, you're going to have to uh, separate from her." Yeah. He said, "We have two kids together." I said, "That's the problem with sin. It doesn't just affect you; it affects other people." Yeah. I know that's painful, oh, wow. but you cannot live in sexual yeah. sin with her and, and go mm -hmm. to heaven and be Christian. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and he said, "Well, I don't know about that." I said, "Well, let's." He said, well, I'll pray about it. I said, there's nothing to pray about. And so what I did is I, I took some of the passages of Scripture that dealt with that, and I I got them in his Bible. Yeah. And I said, please read this to me. And uh, and he did. And I said, there, this is not a matter of confusion or opinion. No. That's in your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he went home and he talked to her. They came and talked to me. They got a marriage license, and we married them. Okay. My point there is, I didn't even know this. I yeah. had no idea that they were like, I didn't talk about people living together. I didn't get into that. Uh -uh. But the Spirit of the Lord did. Yes. And and if you're a homosexual, or you're a pedophile, or you're a, a transsexual, which is basically homosexual anyway, uh, whatever, uh, or you're, let's just say that you're a murderer, or you're a thief, or you're a, a drunkard. I don't care what you are. Yeah. And, and you're coming into a church and, and you never feel any conviction. No one ever addresses anything that would bring anything to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, you're not going to a church. If, if, if you know, <coughs> we're just going to have a church that just uses platitudes. We're not going to get into And once again, I'm going to, you know, this is my little peeve right here. I believe in expository preaching and teaching yes, yes, because yes. it forces us to deal with the text. We can't mm -hmm. avoid, can't avoid uh, the, you know, the, the uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I teach a Sunday school class as well as pastor of the church. Um, and I've, I've done that for years, and, uh, and I do the young, uh, young people. Um, we just got finished with 1 Corinthians. And, you know, when you get into the 15th chapter, you get into the woman question yes. that gets in there real big. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we didn't sanitize it. We went straight through it mm -hmm. and talked about it. That's what you do. That's how you do that. Yes. Uh, and uh, so you don't get to avoid, uh, like if you're going through Romans 1, you can't avoid the issue of homosexuality. No. You've got to deal with it. You know what I mean? I mean, if you just want to stop in verse 16, I guess maybe, or 17, you're probably probably going to be pretty safe. Well, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Yay! Yeah. What, what's the next verse? For the wrath of the God. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven. It's the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. In unrighteousness. And that ideal is course, it, it works its way down. Uh, yeah, you can't avoid these things, and they may be uncomfortable. Yeah, and and I understand if you're a pastor, you say, "Well, man, I just, you know, I mean, I I, I got family members you in there." You want to be a popular pastor? You want to be the the I don't want people to feel uncomfortable because somebody's got a daughter or a son yeah. or 
or a nephew or a niece or a grandchild that's in this. Hey, I do too. But we still talk about these things. Why? Because God's holy. Yeah. And here's the thing. We say that we, we always talk about love is love and all this type of thing. But do you really love them, whether you're a family or whatever, if you don't tell them the truth? No. You're gonna, not going to tell you them the truth. Yourself. They're going to hell. You love yourself because you're more concerned that you'll lose your relationship with them than you are them going to hell. And, uh, and if we don't call people to the truth and call people to repentance, and you don't have to be ugly when you do it, no. but you just got to be direct. And, uh, and you say, this is what God said, and, uh, and, and, and so this, what you're doing is wrong, it's sinful, I'm calling you to repentance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's like, uh, that's like, uh, uh, mine just slipped there, Ezekiel, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, the watchman on the wall, watchman and the, the ideal, the blood being upon your hands, if you don't warn them, warn you them. warn them. That's what you do. My, and and I, I'm not worried about the judgment of God in that moment. I, I mean, I am concerned about it because I will stand before God and answer it. So don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. If I love you, I'm going to speak God's word to you. Yes. Even if it hurts your feelings. Yeah. Because that's love, you know. And, you will uh, save a soul from, I mean, you will save a soul from hell. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember where I've seen uh, That's it. in James, I believe, what where... Uh, he, he talks about uh, uh, our time's out. But, uh, I, I know. Yeah, but, but it's in James you know, about what you're talking and, about. And, you know, okay. uh, snatching Let's people out of the fire. Uh, yeah, yes. There's some interesting terms in the New yes. Testament. Okay, let's, let's kind of wrap up the Baal situation. So Baal is the, well, he's the sweeper. Through all of these events that we were talking about, and the pastor was bringing out today. We have seen there is a systematic effort to remove God from our understanding, our minds, our uh, to be before us within this nation. And when you sweep it clean, then the other demonic forces can see that it is clean, and they will bring more with them. And this is the premise that uh, Jonathan Kahn talks about that there's more to come. and That's where we're going to be going starting next week as well. That we're going to be delving into this. Um, we have a swept nation. And one, one thing that, um, and really quick, one thing about the Ten Commandments, they took it down from the Supreme Court, they took it out of the schools, they take it out, I mean, everything. They want all, anything that has anything to do with God taken out of your view. And here's the thing is, is that we really need for that Ten Commandments because the, the thought process is this. If I, they don't see that you're not supposed to have other gods, then they will have other gods. If they don't see that they're not supposed to commit adultery, then you're, they're going to commit adultery. If they see, do not see that you shall not steal, they're going to riot and loot through our streets. And you know what I'm talking about. And the thing is, is that is the reason that we are talking about this. Now, uh, next week we're going to continue on into Moloch, into Ashtaroth, or Ishtar, whatever we want to, whichever one you want to use on that one. And so some of the stuff that, that we're going to be bringing out that's going to come out is amazing. 
and it ties right into where we're sitting today. So anyway, Pastor, I guess let's go ahead and pray. You'll pray, and then we'll go ahead and uh, we'll wrap it up. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're able to look at Jonathan Kahn's book, uh, The Return of the Gods, and then look at it in relation to Scripture. And, uh, and Lord, we are concerned about our nation. We're concerned about our world. Uh, and I do believe that there are influences that are not flesh and blood, part of the unseen realm. <laughs> That are, that are affecting our nation. And, and Lord, I never thought I'd see the things that I see today, but, but we do. And uh, we're not waving a white flag. We're saying there's an answer, and the answer is you. The answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, I pray, God, uh, Lord, as we have, we have done this, and, and I realize that people will watch this video and on our foundations page, and I'm just asking, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to to just get a hold of all of us and get a hold of me and Steve and and, uh, and JP and, and Lord, God, every person that watches this, Lord, that there will be a boldness that will rise up in us and, 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 and a love for God that says, I cannot remain silent anymore. I have to speak the truth, the lies. I have to speak the gospel because the gospel is the power of God for salvation to the Jew first, then the Gentile. Yes. And, uh, and, and Lord, that very gospel in the first century defeated these very principalities and powers that Paul wrote about. And, uh, but it's only been within the last uh, roughly 50 years that, that we have seen our nation turn in places of the, and some nations have turned even sooner than this. But, Lord God, there is an answer. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of the Holy Spirit energizing that gospel as men and women are bold enough not only to preach it but to live it. And, uh, and God, give us that, uh, that kind of tenacity uh, that will do it. Uh, that, Lord, we will not allow the spirit of fear to, to make us back off of this. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we, we, we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And, and, and Lord, we're going to operate in that by the power of the Spirit, and we're going to do your work. If there's anyone listening to this 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 uh, this, uh, this evening, Lord, or whatever time they do listen, and they don't know you, I pray they'll call upon you, yes. Jesus, for salvation, for forgiveness of sins. They'll believe that you died for them and that God raised you from the dead. And the Bible says that they'll believe that and confess that you are Lord. They will be saved. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all for, for uh, tuning in to the podcast. We'll be back next week again, bringing you as we continue on in our efforts towards the, through this study. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week in the Lord, and we'll see you then.